Welcome to the Leadership Exposé podcast. This podcast is for purpose-driven leaders at diverse levels and organizations around the world who are seeking to scale and transform their leadership to level up their business and to create an impact in the lives of people all around them. Business and boardroom topics, trends, innovation, transformation, and the intersection with leadership is the focus. We enable success. I'm your host, Stephen Paul. In this episode, I'm pleased to have with me today, Rose Dyer. She is the Global Head of Projects Portfolio and ESG at Beauty Pie Limited. Rose has had a career spanning several industries, including telecommunications, investment banking, aeronautics, and now beauty e-commerce. She's an ESG advocate and helping strategize and champion the ESG goals across the business and within the beauty industry. Rose, welcome. How are you doing today? Thank you, Stephen. Looking forward to this. Doing well. I've got a bit of sunshine, which helps. Yeah, it's been pretty gloomy the last uh, yeah. couple of days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Rose, you know, we have worked and partnered together previously, so I'm honored to have you here today. And so I know it was several years ago, so really great to have you here with me. Um. But, you know, for the benefit of our audience, where are you based? I'm in London and specifically in Balham. Uh, so kind of a zone two, if anybody's familiar with London. Uh, so, yes, uh, kind of southwest London currently. We're in the same country then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> OK, wonderful. Um, so keen to hear about you, Rose. I mean, uh, obviously, as I mentioned, we have worked together. We've partnered together previously. But, um, you know, you've had a life before and during and, 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 and recently. So tell us about your personal journey, how that has intersected with your professional journey. Just tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I am... Um... You know how we do these MBTI personality tests, right? And mine has not changed from many, many years. I've always been an ESTJ type of personality, which is, I suppose, executive slash supervisor. Um, and that's been consistent. So in my professional journey, that translates into, you know, starting as a BA, um, then moving into project management, now portfolio and program management uh, across the enterprise. And what I really like about that kind of role is that organization is that um, extroverted collaboration with teams and getting teams to work together. Um, along my journey, it hasn't been always a smooth one. I don't think anyone has a smooth journey, um, but I you know, had a hiatus due to some health issues. I did uh, have breast cancer a, a few times and had that sorted. Um, I have a son, I've got twins actually, they're seven and a half uh, right now. Um, and I have a son who has special needs, he has Down syndrome. So I did take some time out to really focus on high priority things like that, the work-life balance, the children, my health, et cetera. And then came back and did a bit of part-time work um, uh, back at HSBC, which is where you and I work together, Stephen. Uh, and then when things got better, right, all is going well, you know, my son's thriving, no more health issues, I've really leaned in and happened to uh, stumble upon Beauty Pie, which I can use my ESTJ-ness uh, to help an entirely new industry, which to be very honest, 
you know, the beauty industry to me is much more interesting than investment banking. I did give it a good go, 10 years in investment banking. Um, but yes, this is something I can really relate to uh, as a woman. Um, and also it's a startup slash scale up. We're definitely in scale up phase now. So being able to use my skills, not just with set processes, to, but to also establish some frameworks and structures and processes to help us as we scale. So interesting to hear about that journey in terms of um, um, how things were smooth, but then there were there were times when there were you know challenges in your personal life as well. Uh, but I, and you know professionally you took uh, certain deviations as well. And it's it's good to hear how you've actually transitioned from different roles. And um, you you talked about the MB, MBTI side of things as well. Um, I'm hearing a lot of resilience here, you know, it's, it's personal resilience, it's professional resilience that that has really taken you through the journey. Um, any, any, any thoughts on that? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think I watched some um, performance art, and I, I should have thought to think of the find the name of it, uh, so that I could bring to this, but there was a performance artist who was uh, ascending a set of stairs and then as he went he would kind of fall over onto a trampoline come mm. back up and then keep ascending mm. and that has indeed been my journey and I think a lot of leaders you know around the world in all kinds of industries have this in some degree um, and that kind of resilience to always keep moving forward has been it's sometimes been difficult it's been a challenge uh, I've had moments of just oof let's just relax for a little bit and not push so hard but then it always comes back uh, with that core goal of trying to really boost the or my organization's ability to deliver um, on strategic projects and grow and just do better there's always continuous improvement that we can get out of anything that we do and that's that that's that drive that kind of keeps me going yeah. and then personally yeah definitely it's you know, you, you don't really have a choice but to keep going, but uh, as well, it's trying to see the bright side of things, which we definitely on the other side, as you can see with the sun, there is a bright side. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So speaking professionally here, um, you spoke about Beauty Pie briefly. So keen to hear about what you're doing and how you've brought in some of those uh, lessons and those experiences to where you're at now and it sounds like you're doing some interesting work and we'll talk about the industry um, and uh, in, you know from my 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 view you know the word says beauty but uh, you know when people hear beauty industry it's not just about products for women or an industry for women it's it is cross-gender um, so let's just state that right now <laughs> oh definitely yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So when it comes to, to beauty pie, a couple things that I feel like uh, I've brought to the fore, um, having worked, as mentioned, in these big behemoth investment banks and very structured uh, uh, organizations, um, there was a lot of process and a lot of what some people would call bureaucracy, but those things were necessary because of all of the regulatory, the compliance, the, the way things worked there. Not so much so for my current company, uh, as it is a scale-up, it's not public, um, we're just feeling our way around. 
Um, so for me, trying to find what was the low hanging fruit, right? What were the key things that we needed to do right now to get to the next stage and then pick up the next one and the next one um, in terms of processes. So having some clear portfolio management across and a balanced portfolio, trying to um, implement that, having a clear intake process uh, whereby if people have an idea, great, have the idea, doesn't mean that we necessarily do it. Previously, we were just kind of doing everything. Mm -hmm. But if you have so many priorities and you don't have any priorities, so it's really about doing less and mm -hmm. doing it better and trying to bring that to the organization as well. Yeah. You mentioned about it isn't just for women and it's not just about she, her, but it is across genders, right? And also it's not, and that's part of the DNI, which I'm, I'm looking after as well. So recently I've been uh, taking on ESG uh, as another part of my role. And this is really true to my heart. I mean, not just from an environmental and sustainability perspective, but from a community, from a charity and also DNI, because in this day and age, you know, we have to look after not just a specific demographic, mm -hmm. but be broad across many. Um, and that's very true just in my personal life, being a, an Asian woman, you know, and with whatever challenges that has come with, and then also my son with his special needs. So to me, that's quite important. Yeah. When we talk about beauty, it is, you're right, Steve, and it's not just beauty, it's about wellness as well. And I think previously, decades ago, when you thought about, you know, looking at the models, uh, everybody was slim and tall and blonde and perfect right and it wasn't a great mental wellness model which is not what we at beauty pie are about we're more about the wellness so it's we've got the lipsticks we've got the eyeliners but also supplements um you know all kinds of things to just help with your personal wellness as well as the mental wellness so our our models are very diverse it's not just one demographic and also starting to really look at branching out towards um, either male products or more gender neutral products as well. Uh, so definitely on our roadmap. Yeah, wonderful. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, beauty pie and and, and the industry itself. Um, I was keen to hear a little bit more about the, uh, you know, the, the work that you're doing and you know how you're actually seeing you know you've you've mentioned about working in larger organizations to where you're at now where it's a, a scale up and you know you're you know taking the company through that journey um and i work with a number of you know mid-size organizations or or organizations that are going through different growth stages and they do come up with a number of challenges and obviously one one of the things that you're addressing is that portfolio management the strategic aspects of it are there any challenges that you see that you are trying to address as a company um and how and how are you navigating through that but share share any insights with us well, our company uh, was based on a membership or subscription model. It was kind of, a, we're considered a, a disruptor of the beauty industry and trying to democratize beauty and make it available to, to everybody. And especially in this economic downturn, that's quite important, right? Um, but our, our um, 
USP was you could join with a membership and with that membership, you get much lower prices for products that are luxury level, level products. So we compare ourselves to uh, the La Mer's, the Charlotte Tilbury, and we, those formulations are as good as in some cases better coming from the same labs. Um, what we're currently working through is, is that a the right model going forward? Or do we want to allow customers? Because now, if you think about people post uh, lockdown, and mm -hmm. they're starting to call some of their membership services like Netflix, mm -hmm. uh, like Disney Plus, like Sky Movies, um, do people really want to commit to that regular payment? Or do they want to just buy as and when they need something, mm -hmm. um, but also at a good price? So working right now on some pricing models to uh, cater more to the just plain customer versus a member um, as to, to accommodate that perhaps lack of commitment that people have now, um, but also still making sure that we're democratizing these luxury products, um, especially not just from a pricing perspective, but in this economic downturn, uh, there's this concept of a lipstick effect right mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to afford a house or maybe you don't want to as well um you or a giant car or a big holiday but you could still treat yourself um to a lipstick or some great skincare or lovely pajamas and that you can do at a lesser price still feel good about yourself and also take care of your mental wellness when things kind of in the macro environment aren't really going great yeah, a, a true disruptor then. So you're actually also changing, not, I mean, you, with, with that, you're, you're, you're building that model. You're also changing or at, at least enabling mindset shifts in people as well. That must be interesting, right? Yeah, it is. It is. And when you think of a, um, a beauty company, it does sound a bit, um, I don't know, uh, surface or vapid, but if you if you think a little bit deeper about what we're trying to do, which is to make things available to people, not have all of the markups, be more about that mental wellness. Uh, it is it is more important than it sounds on the surface. Yeah, yeah. Rose, keen to hear about you as a leader as well. So any stories that you can share that come to mind, you know, as a time now or in the past that has resulted in a highly positive outcome i know you touched on a few things but i'm happy to happy to hear anything further that you want to share well i think um as a discipline um for project management portfolio management program management uh, in certain of these scrappy agile um companies has been considered not necessary uh, so me being brought in that they, they were thinking, okay, well, let's give it a go. I mean, we know we have some issues. Um, the, the team should be able to do it on their own. And it turns out that the teams couldn't. And so that's why I was brought in uh, kind of as a trial basis. So coming in, making sure that there were some proper processes and not just ticking of the boxes, which is what some people think project managers do. I mean, anybody could do that. It's not, it's not a skill, uh, you know, anybody can do a checklist, but it's more about trying to find the value 
in yeah. everything we do, right? What is the outcome? What are our KPIs? How do we know we've been successful beyond just delivering a thing? Yeah. You know, what does that thing give us in the long run in terms of customers, in terms of revenue, rep a reputation, or even how does it uh, improve the environment? Um, so those are the things that I think from a from a just a pure discipline point of view I've brought in. And then also now growing the team and making sure the team kind of keeps beating that drum mm -hmm. uh, across the organization to make sure that everybody is aligned with what we're doing and why uh, and keeping teams kind of on board. Yeah, yeah interesting. It's really interesting. Actually, it is just interesting to hear all of that. Tell me any one or two secrets to your success. Well, you touched on it before, which is resilience. Mm -hmm. I mean, that is a key, right? I've had to propose things in many different ways, many different times, finding mm -hmm. the right timing, finding the right situation, but keep going at it because of that belief that it's the right thing to do mm -hmm. um, and not giving up because I knew that it would be required one way or another, right? Maybe it's just a timing thing, but coming back to it. Yeah. So it's that resilience. I think it's that um, understanding what people, people's problems are uh, mm -hmm. and trying to address that and understanding where people are concerned about something and why and addressing that as well. Um, so it, it's that kind of ongoing communication. Mm -hmm. As well, I think we work in silos, even in a small scrappy company that Beauty Pie was when I joined, there were still silos um, of teams with different disciplines and handing over, throwing things over the wall. I think one of the only ways to work um, in this day and age is with a lot of communication. Mm -hmm. um, and so trying to be that communication conduit across the organization with all the different departments and the vertical as well as the horizontal yeah. aspect always keeping that holistic view as well, right? Um, is that vertical, horizontal? Um, yeah, and no, a wonderful. You mentioned about ESG previously and you know, you're championing that. Um, aside from that or with, with that in mind as well, are there any other topics of interest uh, that's on your mind that you are involved in or passionate about or you're driving, including ESG? Yeah. yeah, I think it's really would be ESG right now is my my biggest focus and passion. Mm. I mean, I've always been concerned about it. I think most people are. It's it's we've been had climate issues for the it's been known for the last 40 years. Mm. Uh, one of my current challenges is um, we now have an economic uh, crisis that's happening. And how do we as an organization balance our ESG goals? We do want to eventually be net zero. And that does come at a cost. Yeah. Um, we do want to ensure that we have diversity in our workforce and in our uh, presentation of our products. Um, that also comes at a cost. Yeah. Um, and how do we balance that? So I think it's really that assessment of what are the things that are going to keep us sustainable whilst still moving forward um, with those goals. So we know that the government is going to have some further regulation on our carbon footprints, maybe not for a small company like Beauty Pie as yet, but mm -hmm. it will be coming. Um, so though it is an upfront cost, you know, it's really that knowledge that we're still doing the right thing, 
even if it's going to cost a little bit more money right now, it's the right thing to do. Um, and not losing sight of that in, in trying to get more revenue or more profit. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's such an important topic and I, you know, I, I work with a number of businesses and leaders and ESG is, it's close to close to my heart I'm, I'm actually an influencer on ESG as well the wider ESG at a board level but also companies at an operational level as well and as, as you were just describing you know as you said building a sustainable and equitable future for businesses and for your business as well what you're doing is the right thing and yeah. being aware of it and 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 actually taking action on it now is the right thing to do yeah exactly uh, so, um, you know, it, because it will become an even stronger pillar within organizations uh, to influence strategy. Gone are the days where you don't talk about, um, uh, you know, E and S and G. Now it is embedded within within strategy and the reporting aspects of it. And, and, and whilst they, there are regulations that are coming through, it's good to be talking about it and making plans and internal plans so that you're actually ready when it when it comes, not just from a compliance perspective, but also just for, for the wellness and goodness of the, the organization that you're with. Exactly. And it does translate as well. I mean, customers care, right? There are customers who will only buy environmentally sustainable packaged products or exactly. cruelty-free. Of course, everything we do is cruelty-free and ha has been, um, but um, uh, they, there is a, a selection mechanism that customers go through now. And if you're putting out a bunch of virgin plastic material out there that's not recyclable, yeah. they're going to not choose that, that product yeah. as well for employees, right? So internal employee motivation, people yeah. feel we're doing a lot of recruiting, right? I'm, I'm looking for people for, for my team currently. And they have that question. What are you doing with ESG? What are your values? Yeah. And I think we have these squads, these leagues, these crews yeah. uh, that I lead within Beauty Pie that look after this. And these people are doing this on top of their day job. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, a little bit of a side of the desk thing, but because it's close to their hearts, they feel good about it. So mm -hmm. they'll t make the time to do it. And there's so much interest and the, the team's really galvanized to, to get behind this. So it's a real um, feel good thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're you're speaking about um, packaging and and so forth. I was just I was just speaking at one of the uh, uh, executive committees recently. Well, for one of the companies, and uh, I basically said, uh, from what I read from a UN report, that just, just less than nine percent of plastics, plastic waste that was ever produced by an industry has been recycled. That's just a small number. <laughs> it's really small. It's yeah. really small. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then there is a cost to using um, PCR. So mm -hmm. that's previously consumed recyclable material. It, it's, a, it's a digital cost, but it's worthwhile, right? Because just morally doing something on the cheap and putting more waste out there is, is just doesn't feel right. Yeah. Rose, tell us a little bit more about you. What does a day in the life of Rose look like? Morning to evening. Oh, mornings. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do try to get up ahead of the family and get to the gym and lift some weights. You know, at a certain age, your muscles start to atrophy. So you've got to keep ahead of that. 
So do that. Uh, and then it's kids time, they wake up. Uh, we have a little clock that tells them when they can leave their room. So up until then, they now have a pretty good habit of reading, sometimes fighting, but mostly reading. Um, and then, you know, getting them to school or having my husband, or we have a nanny as well, taking them to school. Uh, and then it's into work time. So we're trying to reduce the number of meetings that we have. Um, always this meeting culture is a tough thing. You kind of feel like you've got to have all these meetings to align with people, but we use collaborative tools. This is another thing I've rolled out a collaborative tool across the organization, a work operating system so that we can collaborate without having to sit in a meeting or you know emails or slacks back and forth and yeah. um, so it's really looking at all of these aspects looking across the projects seeing what's going on uh, meeting with the teams of the bigger cross-functional projects that i look after or meeting with my team member uh currently i've got one we're building the the team as we go i'm um, seeing what are the challenges there um and then you know, sitting in the strategy meetings and looking at what we're doing trade-wise, what are the upcoming things, what are the risks and challenges there. So yeah, it varies as with, I'm sure, most people. And then it's early to bed, so I can do it all over the next day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wonderful. Well, we're coming to close now. Um, any closing messages or a challenge to leaders or even customers or any of your audience that you want to share with here? I think the challenge is around this ESG thing. And obviously it's top of my mind, right? Um, always to keep that kind of that concept in mind. Um, always not think about it as a cost, but a investment, right? And for customers and consumers as well, right? Just from a personal level, do what you can, uh, reduce your usage, uh, recycle, turn off the lights is what I tell my family all the time. And, but also treat yourself, mm. right? You need a little bit of a treat once in a while and Beauty Pie is a great place to, to find these things at affordable, affordable prices. Um, but yeah, and then again, that resilience, which in this time, uh, this difficult time, this is important to have. Yeah, wonderful. Rose, thank you very much for being with us today, sharing us, sharing your journey with us, some of the insights around ESG and the work that you're doing to scale up the organization. So thank you very much for, for being with us today. Yeah, thanks, Stephen. And I'd like to catch up with you later about your ESG work and see where we can use some of your brain on that for us as well indeed indeed and and of course um i'd welcome that okay thanks rose okay folks thank you very much for listening in and stay tuned for our next episode where we hear from a business leader on how he is building an ecosystem i wonder what that is stay tuned hey i hope you enjoy the podcast don't forget to subscribe to the channel you're now seeing this part of the video also because you consume some of my content, insights and teachings. Maybe you've been to my LinkedIn page or website or seen other social media ads or listened to my podcast. I'm Stephen Paul, a business and transformational executive coach, strategic advisor, leader and board member. I've been in diverse roles, corporate executive, entrepreneur and worked with businesses and firms of all sizes 
built and launched businesses, created high-impact boards, and so forth in four continents. I get it. I've been there, done that. But what is different is I bring a unique perspective and a playbook. I've helped 100-plus business leaders just like you to scale and align their leadership top teams, the board, and overall business for growth. Leaders like Ivana from medium-sized company in the EU who grew 150% and expanded globally in under five months. After she started to work with me over facilitated session, sessions in an initial three days, I helped fine-tune their strategy and align their leadership team and board to be a cohesive driving force to achieve their dreams and outcomes. I want to teach you the same thing and more on how to scale and align your leadership team and board so you can increase your business growth and value. Get clarity on what is the next right strategy for you. There are multiple ways we can work with you. Number one, click the link for a free non-obligatory 60-minute initial strategic session. Let's get a feel for your dreams, your vision, your challenges, and let me convert that into a route map for you where we can co-develop and co-pilot. Number two, enroll in an innovative and intuitive digital online course that I have curated, created to help you transform. It's called Unshakable Resilience. It is the ultimate program for individuals and business leaders like you who want to be equipped at a personal and professional level to respond to any form of challenges or in crisis situations and take on opportunities with grit, resilience, and build a mindset of success. In essence, you want to be unshakable, thrive in crisis, take on opportunities in the face of adversity, and build a success mindset. So click the link below to learn more on how I can personally help you individually and your firm to scale and align your leadership team and business and pivot in a transformational way. And for you to experience this, whatever the challenge you're facing, get in touch with me. Let's discuss and I will share my insight rapidly to enable your transformation. Click the links below.